know, the amount of clothing in a sex scene is doesn't ever seem to me a realistic indicator of what kind of (laughs) encounter is going on. Welcome to Pardon My French, a podcast with Cecile and Michelle, two friends from both sides of the Atlantic living in Maine, discussing language, translation, poetry, writing, movies, and the stupid, splendid, perplexing world around us. It may contain some bad words. Hello, Cecile. Oh, hi, Michelle. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize it was on already. <laughs> it's fine. It How are you? <laughs> I haven't seen you in a long time. I know. When Is that was, true? When was the last time, actually? I can't even remember. Huh. Oh. I saw you when I got back from... Oh, my birthday! Son. We saw we saw each other on my birthday. We had sushi. Oh. Mm, that was so nice. So nice. Yeah. And you've been in Paris. That's yeah, so... that's true. Interesting. And how did you find it? Uh, you know, it's Paris. It was different. Don't I know it. It was different from... Um, when I was there the last time three years ago, it felt really different. More people in the street. Yeah. But I also felt like everyone was super nice, which is not what I remember from Paris. You know, I was expecting a lot of anger and aggressivity and I don't know. Because, oh. you know, Paris people were like that. Now, is that true? Yeah, it's a thing. I mean, I used to be like this. Sort of like a there. New Yorker yeah. equivalent. Yeah, like, definitely. get out of my way. Oh, if definitely. you don't know how to order at this deli, then just make room for exactly do etc yeah that's exactly what it is well so maybe it's a post covid kindness has fallen that's what i thought too it could be that or it could also be that i was very positive because i hadn't been there in three years and the weather was amazing and even i you know i would go in the subway and felt like i just wanted to say hello to everyone and hug everyone i had this thing in me you know that was just explain this yeah it was just you you sort of having a homecoming or yeah maybe like oh wow i actually did miss this place and i just love everyone and i want to hug everyone well, so that's I'm... not like you at all that's not like me at all no are you being you <laughs> no like you're sort of a realistic cynical type person yeah exactly uh, no but wait really. a minute <laughs> are you being ironic in a or good not? way okay <laughs> i mean I, when i lived there i used to be very negative and very aggressive and very all the time and I moved here and I think I changed a little because this place is so amazing and it's quiet and I don't know. And I was really afraid that going back there, I would become that person again. I think uh, I told you that, you know, I was like, what if I go there and I just forget who I've become these last three years Ooh. and I become that aggressive person again, you know? Yeah. But it didn't happen. It was just amazing. That is amazing. It's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, because it does make you think like you can change and be yeah. different or the the things that you uh in learned and have you know been imbued on you are real yeah. they're not just figments of your imagination because you're in a different geographical area i know i like that and that's what i thought all these years i was like no i'm like this because i'm here because i really think the environment has an impact on you you know so i'm like i'm he- i'm like this because i'm here because of my environment here is like this but if you put me in another one, I'll become another person. I think it's still true, though. I spent only 
10 days there for vacation. It was summer. Yeah. You know, if I went back there to leave for a year or two. Yeah. You had the regular work pressures or daily. Yeah. We don't know. It's hard to know. Or if I go to another country next, you know, am I going to be different? It's, I don't know. It's an interesting topic. I I guess guess that's (laughs) what's neat about traveling is you go and you assume things about the culture and you come back and that's, I feel that that just slowly slips away until that's true. It's uh, it's gone. But I'm I'm guessing three years is enough to change a person, though, right? It's not all gonna fade away. Like everything I felt here and right, how I that changed you've taken and, with you and the yeah. relationships and I don't know. I'll take that with me, right? <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> Sorry, of it. we're having an emotional moment here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so how have you been uh, since last time? Um, um working. Fine. I um yeah, I had a really wonderful workshop uh, experience yeah, with true. the wonderful Richie Hoffman and um that's over. I'm trying to continue uh the great vibes of that and uh, have you been writing anything interesting lately? <laughs> Define interesting. Uh, I'm exciting, whatever. Uh, I found that the rigor of that week was really helpful to whatever it was I was writing, the research and the, the, you know, everything during that week had something to do with what I was working on. And, and the smallest things, I won't go on and on about this, but the research that I did, it, infiltrated by work the smallest little things that i would read about like i read a t- uh, listened to a ted talk i was researched something about the poem and i thought i was going to use something and i really didn't but she started to talk about storytelling and narrative and this whole anecdote of her history and how she would start um learned to st- things to start things kind of in the middle of a of a s- story and um <laughs> anyways a really interesting to talk. And I took away from that just, the, you know, to, I was trying to figure out how to start this poem. And I remembered that, you, you know, to start after the, I guess she was saying after the first thing, start at the second thing or something. And I started this poem with then, and I had the first line. Anyway, it's just a small example of just like everything that I was working on that we had became part of that poem and all of those little tiny dots in a pointillist fashion created a better poem for me. And that ended up being the right thing to the right way to start that poem. And it was just um, to have a little more um, immersion and rigor behind the stuff that I was writing. Cause I can see it, even though it's not, um, you know, you can't say like, Oh, this person clearly was influenced by, you know, Michelangelo or in or the myth of Persephone even you know if that's not apparent it's there's something about it that's in there that creates some texture and it makes it better and that's my uh lesson from that it seemed like you grew up a lot (laughs) after this workshop it sounds great I'm excited for you 
I did, or re- regressed maybe, because everybody was younger. A lot, a bit, most yeah, everybody who was cares about that younger, and I just well, they were. I just they, you know, they are like um, <laughs> they're dewy eyed and <laughs> optimistic about life, and also engaged in some kind of academic pursuit. Right, they're in school or whatever, and when you aren't, of course, you're not, and you also have more life experience, and I'm sure that's important for poetry or any kind of writing, anyway. Very important. I did see that. I saw people writing things that I recognized that I had once written or have current yeah. poems. <laughs> like and I'm just like, okay, I guess I will move on from that. And yeah, time makes you see your little um, thing habits, I guess. Yeah. And then yeah. you have to see them so often you have to move on from them. And so yeah. you've moved on. Yeah, so you are wiser and more experienced, and yeah, that <laughs> makes totally sense. See the positive in it. Yes, young child. Um, so, should we move on to our main subject for today? Do you want to... So, we both decided to watch a movie again. We're focusing mainly on French or French language cinema. All right, help me out now. This was a sight and sound magazine associated with the... British Film Institute, something. Yeah. Okay. So they, um, they choose. Okay. Yeah, oh, they like, do the top 100. Yeah. Yeah. And they do that every 10 years. So this is like the Olympics, but three times more important. Okay. And so they chose for 2022, this movie. Darned if I even know the title of it. Do you want <laughs> me to say it in Yeah. <laughs> so the, the movie is Jeanne Dillman. 23 Quai du Commerce, 1080 Bruxelles. So it's basically the <laughs> name of the main okay. character, which is Jeanne Dillman, mm-hmm. followed by the address where she lives. And we can discuss that later, why it's in the title or why it makes sense. Intriguing. And what it's is Brussels. She lives in Brussels. She lives in Brussels. It is a Belgian movie. Mm. Um, and what was the English title? Is, was it, did it say the same or mm. did they change the, the address maybe to... They didn't, I don't believe they anglicized the actual address, no. Oh, okay, so it's it's exactly the same. Okay. I believe, yeah. And it's a movie from 1976. Is it 76? Yeah, it is 76. (laughs) Set in, I was trying to figure out by the car, the VWs and everything, so I guess it would have been earlier, right? Yeah, that's what I thought too. They don't say it in the movie, actually. We, we don't know what. Yeah. Is, but it looks older than so, seven, 76, right? Yeah, I, I think it. Well, and then also there was. She said her husband had been in the war and then they mm. got married and then grew and then they have a child. So I'm thinking, gee, maybe it's earlier than I would have thought. So it must be early 70s, although those VW. Buses, <laughs> cars. But don't forget that it takes place in Brussels too. So, you know, maybe it was. Yeah, you're right about things that. Things happen later there than yeah, they that's happened right. here. Or that's whatever. right. That's true. I would say late 60s, early 70s, maybe. Or early 60s, you would say. Uh, yeah, well, we I don't know. I know. <laughs> Honestly, well, clearly we did not. Somewhere there. So, do you want to um, tell us about the plot before we dive in and give our. Very important opinion about it. The elephant in the room here is that it w- it's three hours and 40 minutes long. True. Yeah. A huge elephant. It's crazy. It's crazy. But somehow, even though the movie is quite slow, 
it's very riveting. I never felt the, the need to like nope. speed it up, which I did with Hanek's movie, by the way. But here it was like, I was just so yes. into it, you know. Which I do with every movie. <laughs> I, I haven't been able to concentrate on a full scale movie yeah. since I was sick and I started watching sports and this whole thing happened but to me and I just can't focus on anything. And that is, this is yeah. the exception. She's like literally peeling potatoes and you're just so into it, right? It's okay. so funny to okay. bring up the potato let's, peeling scene. Let's yeah. just summarize it first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I feel a resistance to talk, saying anything about the movie that I did that was wasn't on the screen. I think there's like this real pull to be like, okay, here's this, here's the internal story or something, and I'm trying to resist like saying anything that I wasn't really seeing on the screen. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. So I would try to if I were just. You can do, do the it in one sentence so that exactly. people at least know a little okay, okay, okay. what we're talking about. All right, what's that? <laughs> this is, it's about a woman, uh, uh, middle, I was going to say middle-aged woman. She's a young... In her 40s, maybe? Probably, sure. Yeah. She, has one, she has a son. He clearly goes to high school age. And she lives in an apartment. And we see uh, her daily life, the um, kind of the minutiae of her... Her daily life, which entails um, cooking and caring for her son and running errands and, and oh my goodness, see, bringing, seeing men in her apartment as a uh, sex worker. Uh, I, that's all I knew about the plot going in. And I was wondering, would I have known what was going on? Because the very first scene does show her welcoming a man into her apartment they go off into what i guess you know we presume at the time his bedroom come out they exchange money so i was wondering like would i have known what was that if i hadn't read the read that she was doing that or not but i guess it's fairly obvious i think it's obvious um i think that i had read the plot a very long time ago like a few months ago when i when i first had seen that it was chosen uh top one of the BFI Critics' Choice. And then I just forgot about it. And then when you suggested it for the podcast, I was like, okay, I'm not going to read what it was about again. Because, you mm. know, I want to go blind. I just knew it was this woman at home doing whatever. But for some reason, I had totally forgotten about the prostitution side of it. Which is crazy, because it's like the main thing, kind of. And yeah, for me, it was obvious that okay. they went into the room. And okay, then, good to yeah, know. It, it's sure. like, yeah. Um. I guess the curious part about it is that they, when they emerge, <laughs> everybody's very put together, uh, back yeah, together again. They're dressed the same. <clears throat> they're just like, yeah. So it's sort of. Oh. I mean, it. I wondered if I might thought. Well, there, w what kind of transaction took place? There's a time element also that happens. Uh, where the, I guess that they're indicating decent amount of time has passed at least the second time around it was light when they emerge it's dark so yeah yeah that's true it does i guess they're kind of saying some time is passing here it's not yeah, just that's, a, that's actually the only indicator we have of time it's the it's the light outside yeah right because everything more or less takes place in the apartment and so on the well okay so, so, so that's also the, the, the movie is divided takes place uh, on three different days. We follow her for three days. And right, the and they indicate that. Yeah, like, yeah. This is day one, this day is day one. two, which adds such a 
odd, uh, you know, are, what are we building up to? Yeah, it's exactly. such a weird um, It device. starts with the evening of day one when where we see her cooking dinner for her son and then receiving these clients. Then it, when she goes to bed, it says end of day one. And yeah. then on day two, we see her morning routine as well, yeah. which is really full of, she doesn't have a minute to sit. And it seems yes. like to me, she was creating these tasks on purpose because she had to feel her day like i feel like watching her i was oh my god i had so many <laughs> different feelings none of them positive <laughs> i'm just yeah. like why are you doing these things you don't need that like the way she cleans the cutlery or the way she has to wax her son's shoes every fucking morning like why do you even do that because she needs every minute to be full right and anyway so the second day we see the yeah, whole that's day a once a week I would say task. I mean, according to twice. Robert Hayden's she did Sunday it twice. morning poem. Yeah. Oh, I okay. mean, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should do it once. Yeah. Like maybe yeah, exactly. not, you don't have to. Maybe. Exactly. But, but she does I? it every day. And it seems like they have a, a routine for dinner as well. Like every Monday she cooks the same dish every Tuesday, the same. Like, yes, we understand the that. The day was Wednesday. Very clearly. Yeah. It's just, oh, I'm, everything was so frustrating to me. And then the third day, um, we see the whole day again until the evening. Yeah. So mm, that was very interesting. Too. But I mean, we, things happen. So you can see how she changes. Exactly. <laughs> so hence the three hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. If we hadn't seen the entire previous days, we wouldn't be able to detect these exactly. small changes. changes that took and place. I think it's genius. I think it's genius. Honestly, yeah. when I was watching yeah. the first evening and the first morning, I'm like, oh my God, why all these details? Why? But at the same time, they're riveting. I like mm -hmm. seeing her waxing the shoes. I like, mm -hmm. she's such a great actress. But then when you compare it to the last day, you're like, oh, wow. You know already, oh, she's supposed to do that with the shoes. She, she's supposed to do that now. Yes. Why isn't she doing it? Is she disturbed? What happened? Right. <laughs> and there's a three hairs out of place. This is a this is a trauma. Yeah. Which is bizarre. You know, just thinking about like a, these Marvel billion dollar movies where they make so many things happen. It's just like sort of, know. you know, that's boring. And here she drops the brush and it's like oh my god like everything it's like is, the world exploded everything is oh my god yeah i so, really fell in love with the movie when she dropped the brush of the on this day when she she was doing the shoes and she just dropped the brush and it just was just like wow. i was just stunned i was just oh my god Oh no, the brush. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what if, how have I get, gotten to this point? How yeah. did they manipulate the director to do this to that's me? So, and that's I was really, really genius like, to yeah, me. this is that's, great. Yeah, from the director and the actress herself. Because, yeah, I mean, the first part of the movie before the incident happens, we should say what it is later, but she's really acting to me. She was like, you know, the Stepford wives? Mm. She was like a brainwashed Stepford wife. Mm -hmm. Like, although her husband is dead, the son kind of replaced the husband. All she, all she has in her life is her son. And so everything she does revolves around him, feeding him, cleaning him, whatever. Everything is for his son, right? And she's, she has this, everything is timed. Everything is done in a certain order. And she's really like a robot, you know? She doesn't even have any expression on her face. She's just doing these things automatically, which was for me very like, you know? 
I don't know the word yeah. for that feeling, but I just wanted to shake her because I hated it so much. But then what happens is that at the end of the second day, she receives this client. They go into the room. We don't, we never see what happens in the room. They come out, but this time she's kind of like her hair is a little messy. Yeah. And that's when it starts. So we just assume that it didn't go well in there. Maybe mm. it was too violent. Maybe that's when she decided it was too much for her, right? I would say so. Sure. Yeah. yeah. If we haven't seen the previous day, you'd say, well, this is, this is how one might act yeah. normally, but it, we knew it wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. and so then she starts to completely lose her, her mind, kind of. And I thought, oh, my God, there are so many details, so many small details that just make this movie you know, it would, I was so glad that they had showed the very first scene, I think, was her taking in a visitor. I don't know why we're being so euphemistic about this, but she, entertain, she, she entertained a man on the, very early on. Yeah, but she's first then, cooking. So we see her like so you're cooking. very, okay. very like That's right. housewife. And then the, Scene, time you know? comes around that she has to yeah. yeah but that happened and so from then on when i'm as we are just going how long do we have to watch these little quotidian uh, tasks but there's that kind of club thing hanging over your head about but also this odd thing happened so it colors it and to me it made the whole thing um you know more interesting and disturbing because I knew there was something else going on otherwise. So, I mean, that was a good decision that we saw that right away. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, that's true. And that, that even that beginning is very disturbing because we see her in the kitchen. She's cooking in a very like robotic manner. Like she has her, you can see that she has her routine gestures. She knows where everything is. And anyway, the client comes in, they go into the room, they come out, they exchange money. She goes back to the kitchen like nothing happened. And yes. that already is so powerful, right? Because you're mm -hmm. like, how can you not be affected by what you just did and just go on with your life, you know? But at the same time, you can see that even though she's expressionless and she's doing all these things, you kind of guess that there's a lot going on in her head. And that's the reason why she's actually feeling every minute of her life because of her day. Because otherwise she would go crazy. And that is actually what happens on the second day, right? So she has this bad experience with the guy. She loses her mind, kind of like she's completely. Yeah, How uh, bad disturbed. was it, though? We don't know. They left calmly, exchanged money. But he said, see you next Thursday. Thursday. Or uh, Maybe it wasn't I mean, bad. Maybe it's just right, that she had reached her limits or he. Sure. It could be anything. Or nothing. I'm wondering. I don't know what the spectrum of that was. But so what happens is that the day after that bad experience, she wakes up an hour earlier or something like that because the clock is broken or something. Right. So she has like an hour to spare. And I mean, I'm saying an hour. It could be more or less. But we know that because she goes out to... She want to go. She want to go to the bank and to the grocery store, and everything is still closed in the mm -hmm. morning because she's too early. Yeah, and that's when she has so much time left on her hand that she doesn't know what to do. You know, there's a lot of scenes where she's just sitting and she's just left with her thoughts. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's why she yes. loses it. Yes. Do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But 
Um, uh, yeah, but, but I think there is a there is a I guess you there is a question I guess of is this routine driving her crazy or is the routine creating the center holding and then when that's I, broken it yeah it goes I think for me it was it would be the latter yeah yeah I think for, so too for me it was very obvious that she was yeah disturbed by the routine being broken but as to what you said like we don't know what happens really in the room if it goes bad or if it's just her not being you know a weird detail was the night before that you know when she puts her son to sleep he always has these weird discussions <laughs> with her very and so this was one was about like how when women have sex it's like a sword is entering them and mm. you remember all this thing mm-hmm. and he was asking her about um like why would women have sex with someone if there's no love involved mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he said and and he says and he says but i wouldn't know because i'm not a woman and, mm-hmm. and you, yeah there's an mm-hmm. exchange like this mm-hmm. and so maybe that makes her think too and this and then when she has the second encounter with a client mm-hmm. after that talk mm-hmm. she's suddenly like yeah i actually can't mm-hmm. do this without love or Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I had a sense that the son was at an age that he is growing up into a man and not being this sort of this malleable boy. And I say that because he skipped swim practice or something. And it was sort of like, really? That's the thing? You, you so we, There's a little rebellious streak coming out. There's a thing with the suit. I think she was repairing a suit that didn't fit him but told the woman she was getting a new button from like that this you know this i had we had this but it didn't fit but now it does and so there's a sense that he is getting older and to me that maybe was wrapped up in the questions and something was happening where things maybe couldn't remain the same anymore that he wasn't just a boy that was going to ignore Things. Or like you're saying, his thoughts are kind of coming out yeah. of his mouth and going into her head. And that's disruptive to the plan yeah. that there's going to be a man in the house, a man with a penis. I don't know, you know, whether that matters or not. Yeah. But interesting. And he does say that night that he talks to his friend. He talked to his friend and his friend was saying that now they're at that age where they should hang out with women and start having sex or whatever. You remember that scene? He, he's talking about his friend who is already like doing it with women, I think. Right. And so he's wondering okay. if he should start to. Yeah. Like, but it was a very robotic discussion again. Like it's very. very he was yes, very weird. He's a little odd. There, yeah, everything is odd. And they, I, the, the, the fact that they hardly talk they is hardly odd. Talk. It's very odd. She does everything for him. He never says thank you. Did you realize how he never says thank you? Right. Yeah. That really struck me. Like, I was like, are you serious? Like, she says goodbye to him in the morning. She walks into the door when he goes to school and he asks for money each time or she gives him money naturally. And the first morning he's like, oh, can I have a little bit more today? Mm -hmm. She goes back to the money jar, brings him back more. He puts it in the pocket and and leaves. Like, there's no thank you. There's no, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. But then when she gets Mm -hmm. disturbed... Yeah. boy age stuff maybe yeah but yeah true but weird still yeah but then when she gets li- little disturbed you know when he comes back uh, home on the third night and she's not welcoming him the way she usually does he gets very worried like mom mom where are you like yes. there's this thing right yeah so you can the still feel that there's a, yeah there's a connection between them in that sense yeah the day one 
uh, is maybe that's the kind of T minus yes. <laughs> three, but I guess this probably was day. Who knows? Three, six hundred. I mean, how many days has, has yeah. this been going on? Yeah, exactly. Perfectly well-oiled yeah. machine. Yeah, exactly. And he notices everything too. Like on that day when she's disturbed, she there's a button that she forgets to mm. on her on her robe, you know. And and he notices it, and he's like, "Oh, your button." And also, "Oh, your hair looks messy." So you realize that although yeah. there's no communication, he does notice his mother, right? Mm. Yeah. I thought it was cute. That's interesting. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> true. Which means, you know, how how much longer can you? I had thought, well, he's skipping school. He can do. He's sort of becoming um, unpredictable. He could come through the door at any time and interrupt something oh, and it sounds like things are not maybe as safe hmm. as they once were interesting i never I, I never had that thought during the movie or that feeling or huh but what about that door that they show us it's like Chekhov's gone and that's never <laughs> that's never used did you think about that the door Do you know- so you know how on the second day we finally see the, her morning routine and around noon there's this neighbor who brings her baby. Mm, yes. That was so weird, Very by the way. Weird. And then she gives the baby back, closes the door, but then the door reopens. And the camera shows us that. Oh. You don't remember that scene? Oh my like she God, she closes the door. That's so important. She closes the door behind the neighbor, yes. but the camera is still there and the door reopens because it wasn't closed properly. And so the whole movie, I was like, did someone come in? Is hiding in the apartment? Is something going to happen? But never, right. nothing never, ever happened. Oh, so I've been I'm wondering sure I must about have noticed that, but don't, I don't remember it. Why did that sh- now, they but, show that? Yeah, that's so funny. It's a, just another disruptive. It's like a Hanukkah thing again. <laughs> yes. Like you're expecting something to happen from that, but nothing does. Yeah, but it's something that's not quite right again. Something. Yeah. Yeah, about that day. Something someone could, right and we know that it wouldn't be good if someone came in. Um, yeah, the Haneke thing, I can really see now that he clearly, he's that, he that this director is a predecessor of his. I mean, he took right at yeah. so much similarity uh, with the know, time, the tempo. Yeah, I saw a lot of similarity. I also, it also made me think, but I think that's only because of the prostitution thing. It reminded me a lot of um, Belle de Jour, you know. The, sure, the, yeah. The movie with yeah. Catherine Deneuve. Oh, yeah, Deneuve, um, what you look like. It, there was, you know, it's not exactly the same, but still, it's this woman, like, secretly prostituting mm-hmm. herself. Yes. And so... Yes. Yeah. And now I'm trying to think about that movie, kind of the flat, kind of prosaic, carrying on with your day that you mentioned before about that. Um, that struck me, too, that reminded me of... A little bit of that, a little very Annie Erno, actually, right? Yeah, it's just true. those memoirs. Like, this is what happened. This is what happened. There was not a drama created. I'm just like, I'm putting this down on paper and I'm not. There's no um, no qualifying anything. There's no nothing. Yeah. It's funny because Annie Erno also came to my mind while I was watching the movie. I don't know why exactly, but I thought about her. That's so interesting. Yeah, I was just reading something unrelated, and it was how about somebody's writing about her memoirs and how she said she didn't ever allow herself in her memoirs anything gripping or anything moving. She was sort of just being a anthropologist of her own life, or yeah. or something in that that reminded me of how 
we're seeing something that's just un um it's just uh, unmediated by anything it's, we're seeing it on the screen we don't have any real internal clues that except that we're making up she yeah. stares into space we don't know and just so it's just happening in this very flat-footed yeah. way but it was also very interesting to me that Like, I don't have a huge knowledge of uh, the cinemas from those years, but um, like obviously it was made for women, but so I wonder how much that impacts the movie. Like, if men would have done the same thing, how different it would have been. Because usually at that time, women were either like the love interest of the main male character or they were prostitutes, but then you would see more. <laughs> yeah. This was really about like, you know, house chores and just spend a lot of time on yeah. of, of, on what an actual yeah. woman's life was, you know, cooking and uh, washing. And and actually, so I did watch um, like a behind the scenes thing and the director yes, of this movie, tell. so her name is Chantal Ackermann. She's uh, Belgian. She was 25 when she 25. directed this movie, which I think is very impressive. And she got... Um, Uh, how do you say? $120,000 movie. I saw on Wikipedia oh, briefly. It's crazy. To, can you imagine? Yeah, can I you imagine? And she was, um, uh, it was a little based on her aunts, what, what she had obs observed about her own aunt, uh, her own aunt's life, let's say. And so the thing was that she was saying that she wrote the movie having this actress, Delphine Sehig, in mind because she's, a lady she was a lady back then you know like a huge cinema actress and she was like i need to show the contrast you know have this very uh, famous and very feminine lady woman and use it in this movie and show her doing all these menial chores you know just so it would have a greater impact on the people watching the movie she was Which maybe very... we don't have now because we didn't live back then True. but it's interesting to know that too because she wanted it to to have a stronger impact on people mm -hmm. she was a very attractive woman you're saying that she was a in another role a very a real bombshell of a, a yeah. star a movie star I think, like person i feel like i've seen her in something else mm -hmm. but i can't remember now but she's been in quite a few um movies from really? the from the new wave really Some of uh -huh. these directors, maybe we should watch a movie with her in a different role. Yeah. <laughs> But I thought she was very impressive, especially when you see her change, you know, from like being a robot to having all this. Yeah. The scene, the, can we address the potato scene? Because that was yes. for me so strong. It's so strong. <laughs> Why? Yeah. It's just, I can't even explain it. Maybe you can put better words on it. I was just so how do you say, absorbed by this scene. Very absorbed. So she's peeling potatoes, which is supposed to be a regular thing. She does it almost every day. Yep. And then she's suddenly lost in her thoughts, but she keeps peeling the potatoes in a very aggressive manner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't really know how to explain this with words, but I thought it was very powerful. Okay, maybe you try. <laughs> maybe um, you try and then I'll agree or not. Because you thought it was strong too, right? Yeah, it was. It was it was um, meditative uh, it, for a while, and then, like you said, then you're there's so so little is going on. You're hanging on any kind of oddity, 
And so you're paying so close attention to her. Uh, each slice is one slice. Yeah, is it getting more aggressive? What's going on in her head? And again, I'm like trying not to say and you know talk about the movie in terms of what I didn't see, what wasn't there. I just because we're understanding there's some internal life going on during during that. But the scrim of it is this domestic duty and she's increasingly uh uh when you were saying that she's very busy at first very task oriented no time sort of looks ostensibly like she's not reflecting on anything although you can think while you're doing tasks i think but but didn't seem like there's a lot of reflection and then Reflections, the enemy <laughs> of of all of all uh, happy constant lives uh, entered the chat. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, and that was one scene where that was happening. I, yeah, and I do you know. think that I just thought about this, but it made her more human suddenly because I keep thinking right. about her like this very brainwashed. Yes, yeah, whatever during the first half, and then. This scene was maybe one of the first. What for you? It was the dropping the brush. I mm. see that. Mm. But so all these little disturbances happening. The potato scene was like, oh, she's actually human, you know. Sure. She yeah. can actually yeah. be yeah. lost in her thoughts yes, and yeah. be suffering inside while peeling the potatoes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe that's why it was so strong too. Maybe. I don't know. So another detail I wanted to talk about because mm. for me it was like very gloomy i don't know if that's a word but when we so we don't see what's happening in the room with the clients but we do see her prepare that room and clean it afterwards <laughs> that was I'm for so me happy you're bringing this up so like what the so her bed is done there's like an actual cover on top of it and then she puts a tiny piece of towel in the middle of the bed <laughs> yes which she washes after the client leaves so i'm yeah. assuming this is the only place where the act takes place so one of them is lying down on the towel you know their butt is on the towel or whatever i can't imagine what they're doing and that's all and then they leave and she puts the towel in the laundry basket and puts another one the next day yep. that is so so is gloomy the right word here no, it's not disturbing, but like in French, we say glauque. So I'm just trying to understand oh. to see if there's a, a word, um, oh. you know, when it's like a little disturbing, but also very like, uh, cringe. Yes. Kind of cringe. No. What adjective would you use to describe that? The feeling it, it, um, triggered in you a little crass. It was a little dirty. Yeah. Uh, there's a kind of an underbelly of darkness. Yeah, darkness. <laughs> um, yeah. It was dark. Yeah. Cold, coldly performed. It was um, ritualistic. It was um, without, <laughs> like those words. without <laughs> emotion, which I, you know, I presume that's where you're, where you go if you're a sex worker and you're engaged in an act, right? You're floating above yourself, <laughs> presumably. Um, and then some of those things were done in that with that same um, cold remove um, 
I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, know. that's it. That's I think that's really the definition of the word gluck that I'm looking for. Really? But it's I, okay. So you explained it. We don't have to find a word, but that's exactly what I meant. Really? Yeah. Well, I what, so what's yeah, so what's so what again, I don't know if it's worth talking about things that are not on the screen. But what is going on? They're not getting in bed. Somebody's lying on the bed, or I thought somebody was just getting, sitting there, maybe getting oral sex yeah, or that's exactly a hand what job. I thought too. That's exactly what I thought too. Or she's lying on that towel, and his the guy is on top of her, or the opposite. Yes. Although we do see it on the final scene. We do, yeah. So that ruins under. the theory of the blowjob slash handjob theory. Yeah. But it's weird because on the final scene, you can definitely see her lying. She's taking, they're taking more room than the towel itself, right? Yeah. So. That was a confusing scene for me. Uh, I we don't know if we're ready about to that. talk about I that. I think we're but... ready to talk about that okay. now. <laughs> yeah. So. Well. The third client of the movie. Yes. Least. We, we are able to, we go in, we get in to see, get into the bedroom. Yeah. I thought he had fallen asleep on her <laughs> at first, <laughs> but it's, uh, but that wasn't yeah. the case. Yeah, but again, the whole thing is very weird because at first we see them enter the room, and then there's a cut, an ellipse, and she's in front of the mirror undressing, and he's undressing behind her, but we don't see him; we just hear him. And then the next scene, he's on top of her, moving very slowly and weirdly. It's like yes. he's rubbing his shoulder on her chest or whatever. Yes. It's, it was very weird. Yes. And then he stops moving. He barely moves at a point. Yes. So I also thought, like, what the fuck? Yes. I thought maybe <laughs> these people are coming for comfort and closeness and know. just want to uh -huh. lay on someone. And it they was, don't have sex at all. It was, That's not the case. But it was super weird. <laughs> that was a thought. Yeah. And yeah. Sex in movies. It's inscrutable to me anyway. I can't, it's almost like you can't judge it by the who's dressed and who isn't, right? Because he's got his, everybody's got their clothes on. But such is the case with movies that unless they're really rated X or something is that, you know, we're having sex with our bra on. Like, so I don't know. The amount of clothing in a sex scene is doesn't ever seem to me a realistic indicator of w what kind of <laughs> encounter is going on. Yeah, I, I don't know if saying. we can trust that or not. I see what you're saying. But in this case, it makes sense because it's not a passionate encounter. It's just, yes. they just want that part to be in contact. They okay. don't care about the rest. Okay. Right? So that made sense to okay. me. It wouldn't have made sense if they were totally naked, actually. Okay. Yeah. Good. To me. Yep. Yeah. And so got the wife beater. Yeah, on. yeah, kind of. That has to be on still. Yeah. And so she's starting to to kind of fight him. So she's moving her head side to side. She's pushing him away, but he doesn't move. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's all. And then she's back in front of the mirror, putting her shirt back on. And Can we side, linger though? That was some acting. Yeah, that, that was, was really good. Intense. That was intense. Watching her face and the pain on her. Yeah. face couldn't possibly be going through that every day that seemed like a yeah she had rich generous uh, situation yeah that was the thing but so the thing is that he never they don't speak so he never 
ask her, like, because you would expect him to react, like, why did you push me away? Because she's paid for this job. She's not supposed to push the client away, if I <laughs> might say. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I understand it, but yeah. she's not supposed to, because then he, he could say, hey, you didn't do your job, so I'm not going to pay you or whatever. I don't right. Know. But there's not such discussion. He was really lunked yeah. out, though. But there was something. Yeah, <laughs> we could see him through the mirror, and he was sitting on the bed, looking at her. He doesn't ask anything, but you can see that he felt a difference. And then he just lies down. Yeah. He doesn't care. And yeah. then, want to say what happens? Should we spoil it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I feel it's some sort of loyalty to not say what happens. It is spoiled on Google. If you Google the title really? of the name, the plot Bastards. says the whole thing. Oh, oof. The plot says what it is. Okay. And I'm like, are you serious? I have to watch three hours and 20 minutes of movie of the movie to reach that thing that you're speaking of. Yes. I, so people do not read the plot. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. I didn't know what was, I didn't know what was this. I was even watching this movie for, and I then, and then of course I yeah. had no idea anything would happen. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm a little jealous because for me, so I told her I hadn't read anything about it until we watched it. And then halfway through, cause I watched it in two days mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because I have a life and <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But so, um, <laughs> Halfway treat, I googled it just because I wanted to learn things about the actress and all. And so I saw the plot and I read it <gasps> and I saw the thing that happens. Horrifying! And I was so angry <gasps> with myself, with the fucking Google, Wikipedia, whatever. Oh, you didn't oh. experience it no, in a I didn't have real the way. Surprise! I was just, I knew it was gonna happen. But mm. there was a surprise in the sense that I had only watched one hour of the movie when I read the thing. Mm. So I thought it would happen earlier. And then we would follow her after. Mm. And that, that would be interesting. Like, yeah. What so happens still after, were, you know? Yeah. But it, it happens at the end. So you're like, huh. So well, I'm sorry to hear that. That yeah, seems that's atrocious. I'm not going to read any plot again. It's, uh, who does that? Why would you do that? Hey, Google people. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, so much depended on that last moment. It's okay. I still really like the movie. Really, really um, like the movie. Well, what ha so what happened there? From all indicators, that was a utterly spontaneous action on her part. We see her looking for the scissors. She had no idea where they were at first. They ended up on the that scene oh. on the dresser by chance because she was opening a package. Right. So there was this was yes. something that happened in a real spontaneous yeah. way. That scene where she finally lays her eyes on the on the Caesar while she's dressing, I thought it was very good. So everything fell fell apart in that in that moment. Was it the last straw? Um, um, it was spontaneous, as you said. She just, I guess, yeah, she became human again, and she had to react. You know, she had to fight. She didn't think about the consequences. Even after, I mean, the final scene, she doesn't seem like she's really thinking about the consequences. She seems satisfied with what she's done. Oh, this is the oh. feeling I had. I don't know oh. what feeling you had. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, let me know. Uh, <laughs> I 
I would, yeah, I, for, I think she was nonplussed. I think she was just yeah. catatonic with yeah. uh, not knowing what to do due to the, the, uh, the order of her life being now irreparably yeah. <laughs> rent, rent asunder. And uh, there was nothing to be done. I almost like she was sitting there. Couldn't, there was a precedent, she's precedent for her sitting and thinking a little mm-hmm. bit more and more as we go on. And there she was really sitting and thinking for a while. And maybe I just felt like, well, you can't wrap your head around this. But she didn't. Can't, there's nothing you can, you can't or, yeah. or, or order, create order around this enough to, to do anything about it. There's nothing. I mean, she may sit there forever. She may still be sitting there. Yeah. There's nothing to be done. I guess eventually people come home and. Yeah. I was happened, expecting but... that we would see that. I was really expecting because the scene was super long. I thought yes, we would see really the song. I thought Maybe we six would see minutes, the sun come back. Like... Yeah. Mm. Six I... minutes of watching her sitting there thinking about what had she had done with yeah. her, the bloody blouse. Yeah. But no, fascinating, honestly, fascinating. For me, it was like, right, first of all, what she she was nonplussed and she 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 didn't she wasn't she didn't look panicked at all, but she didn't look like she had any regrets. And I almost saw her smile on that scene. Like like kind of like she was relieved, you know. Yeah, like, oh, I finally yeah. acted on this. Mm, mm. Is the mm-hmm. feeling I had. Mm-hmm. Maybe happy is a strong word, but I really thought she I was could like see oh, that. You know. Yeah, I could see that. And I, it's kind of unsatisfying to not ever know what now happens, but there is no end beyond that end, yeah. obviously. But it seems like yeah. So Holly, or in film that happens more, it seems like than happens in, um, and then in books or um, stories that you're reading that never seems to, they don't try kind of trail, trail off like that. I'm just thinking of yeah, like, you um, can't on the, like the Unfaithful, for example, yeah. a movie I'm embarrassed to say yeah. that I love uh, ends where they're at a stoplight and it changes to green and, and they don't know what, you know, they don't know, we don't know what's going to happen. Everything is, yeah. nothing can be, can save what has occurred. And so the movie ends and this as did this one. And because we don't care because that's not what the movie is about. Right. The, right. The repercussions like, are why not would important. You care? Like the son comes home, they go to the police, they try to hide, they, they run away. Who cares? That's not yeah. what it's about, right? Yeah. Uh, so would you say this was a real, th- I guess the idea is that this is a real, this is made by a f- female director. It's a real f- feminist m- movie Yeah. in that we're watching a woman's life and what that life entails and how that life um, started to work yeah. against And so about the her. feminist it's interesting to me because we said that at the beginning a little but her husband died and now she only has her son so you would think that because she's free of the husband's presence you know back then you're just a housewife whatever she would not have to act the way she acts but she still does because why is it just the social pressure to act like that so does it mean that even if the husband is not there yet physically his presence is still there kind of through the presence of the sun. So she still has to do all this. <laughs> That's chores. That's funny. It's making me think about the baby. Oh, because... yeah, the baby. <laughs> I remember. It makes me think of the, 
pod, what were we talking? The Henneke, when we were like, we should have a basil like on the baby. You know, there was this, she got saying, yeah. she got a basil like on the baby. Yeah. But uh, this woman has seemingly no maternal instincts, right? The baby's crying and she sort of keeps tormenting it into <laughs> it in and doesn't say hi or coos at it for a half for a second it just is a she's very that is, her personality is uh not nurturing at all for sure at all like the second time she has the baby when she's already her day is already disturbed and she's starting like shaking it a little that was she looked very crazy to me do you remember the transition like she shakes it and she smiles a little, and then she puts it back down, stops smiling, and goes right away to the kitchen. Yeah. Like, she has some yeah. mental... <laughs> yeah, something the happening. comfort versus not leaving it alone, the tempo of that was seemed wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a robot pretending to act like a exactly. maternal figure, exactly. and I have no idea when and where you're supposed to I mean, yeah. comfort. And the, the timing of everything, now that you said now that you said tempo, it makes me think of um, didn't you think it was weird when um, so her, when her son comes home, they have dinner, and then they have a kind of routine. He goes and sits on the couch and reads a book while she puts some music on, she turns the radio on, sits at the dinner table, and start reading, quote-unquote, yep. the yep. newspaper. Yep. What the fuck? Yep. Like, she takes her five seconds, she just yep. browses through it. Yeah, not a big read. And then she goes and starts knitting. She knits yep. for, like, what, one minute. A row, maybe? Yeah. yeah. That and sweater's that never going to get finished. <gasps> and then they go for a walk. Yes. And I'm like, what? Fascinating, fascinating. So- it's all just... Oh, now that you're talking about it, it even makes me think more and more. This is just, these are the ways that we uh, stave off either mortality or stabbing, being stabbed by the sword of someone's penis. All These are all ways that we buttress ourselves against the, the trauma and tragedy of it. It makes me want to cry. It's very affecting. It's I don't know. And, you know, it's. I thought it was genius again, because in the behind-the-scenes stuff that I watched, that was on purpose. She was like, she's going to knit for a very short time, and she's not going to read the newspaper, and she's not going to, like, she thought about all these details on purpose. And remember that letter they received from the aunt in Canada, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that? The way she reads it, mm-hmm. they rehearsed that so many times. She wanted it to be read in a very monotonous way, you know, like, and you know, no, 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 It was. It was like there was no pause between sentences. It was just like she was reading a text without any intonation, you know. And some of the things being said were very personal. They were. You would think you would maybe Yeah, like laugh or you can remarry someone and blah, 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 blah. It's been a very long time since you've been alone. And sometimes sometimes I'm a little sad. She was saying something like, sometimes I think about it and I cry or... There was an emotional thing in the letter. And like yeah. The, the wow. person I was watching the movie with thought that her morality <laughs> had gotten and gotten to her. And the woman, the way that she was seen by her, sis, her 
against her, then subsequently sent her a nightgown, innocent sort of... You mean the sister was aware of what she was doing? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. but just the like the nightgown that she got from yeah. her was this very innocent looking, yeah. and that sort of made her more aware of her oh, moral her impasses. Oh, okay, I understand what you're saying. <clears throat> Although I don't okay, feel I like that's consistent with the uh, ultimate scene. I didn't think that about was, that. Um, not oh i'm i'm doing something wrong I feel like the world was doing imposing its wrongness upon her or at least that's how she would have viewed it yeah. I, i don't know yeah i think i think i i had i never thought about this but i do think that there has to be some symbol in the in the gift she gets from her sister i think everything had a had a reason in this movie So I'm assuming the nightgown has a a reason to. I just never thought of it. Yeah, huh. I again this time frame is weird because it's the styles are weird, and it was almost hard for me to interpret whether that was a sexy nightgown or kind of an innocent yeah. pink nightgown. So, I, but I guess it was an innocent pink nightgown. It was yeah, <laughs> it certainly was far from a piece of lingerie. Yeah, that's true. And so there's another thing that I thought of. From the very beginning, and it's not about the plot, it's just about the filming itself, is how the camera never moves. So at and at, at each scene the camera is set at the exact same place. So if she's cooking in the kitchen, the camera is still same level. Sometimes it's from the front, sometimes it's from the side, but you only have those two placements. When they have dinner, it's at the same place. So it's always the same point of view we had we have. And so I thought that was interesting because Um, then when, after the second day, her behavior changes, the camera is still at the same place. So you can really see the change in her. And I thought there was one scene mm. in particular, mm -hmm. one that was very obvious. Is So one of her routine during her day is, I think in the afternoon, she goes to a cafe by herself mm. to drink coffee. She, it's a routine. We know it because she doesn't even have to say what she wants. The waitress knows. She brings her a coffee. She puts a lot of sugar in her coffee, by the way. So at the end of the first day, we see her go there. The camera is centered on one of the tables. She sits there, drinks her coffee, takes her time and leaves. And on the second day, because her day was all messed up, when she gets there, yeah. there's another woman sitting at the yeah. table. So you can see that it bothers her. So she moves to the next table, but the camera is still fixed to the yes. first table she used to sit in, right? Yeah. Where, where there's now new women sitting. So I don't know. I thought it was so interesting to suddenly, like, the camera is not moving. She's the one who's now suddenly at the edge of the, of the scene we're watching, right? Yes. So interesting. And she doesn't even drink her coffee. She nope. puts all the sugar in. And then she lost, she's lost in her thoughts for a moment and she just leaves. Yep. She and the other and woman, leaves. like you're saying, is, is sort of front and center. What I, I was much more focused on her. I mean, the acting of that woman to just be like going through her little paper and everything yeah. was amazing. Yeah. You're so right. That's really. I thought that was really interesting. It is really interesting. That scene reminded me of like a Edward Hopper scene, you know, and sometimes his stuff is a little off uh, center yeah. to. I can see what's. Oh, saying. that's really well. That's just a, that's so interesting. It's making me feel like the, you know, the gods of this move of her world just kind of flicked the 
Earth's orbit just with their yeah. little muddy, <laughs> dirty little hand and put uh, just everything went yeah. off its axis, just the tiniest bit. And that's was enough that to was really spin out of control. Yeah. 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 Which is, again, is this not? I mean, I thought days after I saw that movie, I it came to me again, and I thought, my God, my life is a very slow explosion. Like, <laughs> you know, I, you kind of sometimes do think, like, everything seems like it's going along very well, and yet I'm either going to, I don't know, jump off a building or no, out, outlive the explosion and or, or the out, explosion will outlive me or I, it's I see what you mean very um, relatable um, yeah without tr again trying to put myself onto things that I that we didn't actually see yeah uh, and um, yes well I um, don't think I have anything I mean we could still talk for hours about this movie um yeah there's just uh, uh, there's really, so many things but you're right i um i would definitely recommend it though like it's do you long. think it was the choice of it being the, the the best movie i think for me it's it was pure genius i think this movie was really genius because again you just like i never got bored for a second i mean like i know space odyssey for example is also at the top which i think is a really good movie too and it's very slow too when you think about it. But I honestly get more bored watching two thousand one Space Odyssey yeah. than this one yeah. with a woman just cooking. It's just so riveting. There's something yeah. about it, you know, that I think. Well, is it the best choice? I I wouldn't know, but it's definitely a good choice, and I really it recommend it. A, it's a surprising yeah. choice. I don't know if they were trying to re kilter the. You know, the pendulum yeah, was it could swinging be in a... Let's not say that. Let's say she deserved it, Certainly. regardless of being yes, a woman. Yes, well, she is dead, I think. She was 25, but, uh, just remember she that. Is, um, <laughs> she did something really interesting yeah, that so we're still we stunned by at this today, even today. Yeah. So Please that. watch it and don't be put off by the language being French or the movie being slow or long. It's really worth it. It is. Okay, okay, thank you very thank much. Thank you. Uh, à bientôt. Mm. Bisous. Pardon My French is produced by Michelle Lewis. Engineering and audio production by David Brubaker at Off-Road Music Studio. 